You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. I speak this morning as the oracles of God. I speak with grace that only God supplies. The word of God comes with light, with power, brings clarity of thought, of purpose of understanding and of expression. We look into the glass, the glass of his word, which is the glory, and we become so from glory to glory. Inaccuracies cannot be found here. Contradictions will not be found here. The word of God is coming with every accuracy and precision in the knowledge of the Christ. And we will have good understanding, accurate understanding. And we shall go with the ability of God to live it, to show forth fruit. We will do this alongside the body of Christ because Jesus is exalted and we are edified. Amen. Take your seats. I am starting the new series today. And it is a series I've looked forward for for quite some time now because of how the Lord continued to minister to me regarding this. And in this, Lord is helping me to open up something to us that would cause us to do what we are doing with that clarity of mind and understanding that no difficulty of life no mockery of opposes, no scheme of men will be able to slow us down. Now, he will bring so much understanding to us that we will run with horses and wings. We will run with horses and still not be tired. We will shake off every weight and anything that easily besets us. And we shall speedily run this race to the end. Praise God. So I want you to give your rapt attention so that you can take all that God wants you to take. Praise God. At the end of this message, you would have cultivated the lifestyle of listening to the audios and sticking to the word of God. Because 
I would be able by God's grace to show you the reason for words. Which is actually connected to the reason for life and living. Which is infused with God's character of goodness. As a matter of fact, by the time we are done, you would actually see the difference between men's motivational words and God's word. Because it's very easy to mix the two. You can be saying all the positive things, yet you are not speaking the word of God. And you will know also that until you possess his spirit, you cannot speak like he speaks. It's not possible. It's not. Words and access. Genesis 1, verse 1 to 2. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. <clears throat> so the earth and the heavens were created what? Together. Is that very clear? So God had an intent. When a creator, a designer makes something, they have an intent for what they make. That they dwell together. Praise God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The earth, too, was without form and void. And darkness was on the face of what? The deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the face of. Is that very clear? All right. So. You must see clearly that. The moment the designer created Moses, who is the writer of Genesis, is telling us that God had a design and God had a plan. And right from there, something is seen to try to frustrate God's plan. Is that very clear? But because God is omniscient, the omnipotent, the omniwise God, he actually knows what he had already planned ahead. Praise God. The spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters which speaks to the Spirit of God hovering over the heart of man. To bring them into his design. Oh my God. We see darkness on the face of the deep. Where darkness is the word tohu bohu. And what it actually means is that the world was out of order. The earth was out of order. Out of order. Out of order. 
out of order therefore would mean that it was out of order of the creation's creator's intention. Write it down. It was out of order of the creator's intention. So that would go on to explain what evil means and what good means. So good would therefore be what is in compliance with the creator's what? Intention. And then evil will mean what is not in compliance with the creator's intention. So we can see something good on this earth. But it, if it is not in compliance with the creator's intention, it cannot be called good. That's how you can judge between what is truth and what is a lie. So you can see certain things that the world will call truth. But before the creator, it is what? A lie. Does it make sense? Oh, does it make sense? So what it means is that you will be able to then differentiate between what men call truth and what God calls truth. If you go to school, they teach you with words. And the words they teach you are men's ideas put together. And we call them truths of a particular subject whether it is agriculture, whether it is science, whether it is architecture, whatever it is, there are men's ideas that have been put what? Together. And we realize that as time goes on, they keep changing. But you would realize that what we call the truth of God's word stands sure. What it has been from the day he began creation has not changed till today. So when you come to church, you do not hear words of men's ideas. You hear the truth of God's word. Is that very clear? And so you are going to see how we judge. How you can judge God's word, which is truth, to men's ideas that can sometimes be true and also be false. Praise God. Is that very clear? So let's see the first thing that happens to God bringing to order what was out of what? Order. God would use words. Genesis 1.3 then God said. Let there be light. And there was light. So God created the heavens and the earth. We saw that something happened 
that would take God's intention out of order. God will use words and they are words of truth that stand sure into eternity to bring into order his purported intention. Let there be light. And God said. And God said. Let there be light. And there was light. So the first time we see. Words in action. It gave Access the first time we heard or saw a word spoken, it gave access. So the first words spoken by the creator reveals his character. Hence, we see the purpose for words. That the purpose for words is that it must give access to life in the light. The first word spoken reveals the character of God. Hence, the purpose for words is that it must give access to life in the light. Because after that, Everything that God said brought life in the light. And by now you know that the light is the Christ. The word is the Christ. Praise God. So the first thing God teaches us that we speak God's word that is life hmm? that is Christ in his light in Christ in Christ in Christ Now, if you look at Genesis 1, verse 6, and God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide what? The waters from the... Can you see what God is doing? Dividing the waters from what? So we know that he's dividing the bad waters from the good waters. Is that very clear? The sea, symbolically, from what? The rivers. Is that very clear? Okay? So the water... Of the enemy, the uproar of the enemy, the storm of the enemy from the peace. Huh? 
the river of life. Is that very clear? So for those of you who may not understand, Genesis is not a book for creation. <laughs> it's a book for spiritual creation. <laughs> is that very clear? So it's not a scientific book. So know that. Everything there is an explanation of the spiritual life for which God created man to live on the earth concerning his intention and purpose. Is that very clear? Look at 9. What do you see there again? Genesis 1-9. What do you see? Then God what? So can you see that as he speaks, access is gained to bring his intention into what? Order. Hey, are you here with me? Then God said. Let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. Hey, do you remember something? What do you remember? Do you remember the Exodus? Do you remember the Mediterranean Sea? Coming together at one place. Hey, are you here? And they're going through. So can you see God's redemptive process? Do you remember Joshua? When they got to the Canaan land. Before they would enter. The Jordan River came to one side. Are you getting it? No, are you getting it? Okay. Immediately Joshua put his foot in. What a roll to one side. He spoke from the beginning. Our redemption was spoken. I'm bringing you to a point. <laughs> so we can live in this. When we speak what he speaks. Look at 14. Then God said, Let there be light in the firmament of the heavens to divide what? The day and to divide the day and what? To divide the day and what? And then what? And let them be for signs and seasons for days and years. He's not just talking about calendar days. So. No. We know that he, the first one he said light and day, he divided the light from what? The day. To give us the patterns of life. That there would always be the day people, the night people. The light of God would differentiate the people of darkness and the people of the light. Is that very clear? And in this, we would understand God's seasons and times. Hey! And we will know and understand the journey of his creation. That is what brings purpose to life. When he spoke about days and years. So that you'll be walking in his light, in his purpose. You know your direction. In days and in years. So you don't walk. That's why Paul told them, 
that be spec, circumspect. Eh? Are you getting the point? Be awake. Be efficiency. Correct? Be circumspect. And he said, be wise. For the days are what? Evil. What? He was bringing them back into God's intention and purpose. So that they would walk with direction and not walk purposelessly. Watch this. What do you see here? Do you see Joshua here? When Joshua made the sun to stand. Can you see it there? Where the sun and the moon stood what? Until they had revenged their enemies. It was the conquering of Jerusalem. Where the lights will never go dim. Joshua chapter 10. Where all the kings of the south came against Gibeon. And Gibeon had had a peace treaty with Israel because they have heard of their conquest of the nation. And so they sent Joshua a letter. He said, come in aid of your servants. And when they started the fight, the Lord already told Joshua that he was going to win. You know Joshua's name? The Lord our salvation. Joshua is the same as Jesus in the New Testament. Are you here with me? And Jerusalem, was conquered. How was Jerusalem conquered? And it became the Jerusalem. The holy city of God. The light stood still the whole day until the enemies had been finished with. That is what Paul will say in 1 Corinthians 15. Death, where is your sting? Grave, where is your power? The Lord has avenged all his enemies. The enemy of death, the enemy of sin, the enemy of sickness. Because the light. He said, the sun shall no more be your light. The Lord shall be your everlasting light. So Joshua's victory was spoken. Now get this. I'm bringing you some. The Bible gives us a record of God's redemptive process at every point. So when you look at all the people listed in Hebrews 11, God was showing us his redemptive process at every point, at every dispensation. To give men the opportunity to live in his purpose. To live in what he spoke. So he would at every point Choose men who avail themselves to partner him in this process of what he has spoken. And they spoke what he spoke. Now, when God 
does it with these men. The enemy comes again. Ah, are you getting a point? And tries to destroy it. Then God picks another man. God picks a man who is available. Are you getting the point? Continuing the process of what he has spoken. I'm bringing the whole Bible together. It's one of the things I actually now want to do so that every time we will know that God is in sync with his wisdom. His word does not change. <laughs> so now, God will continue in this process until God himself came. Are you here with me now? Until God himself what? Came. In the form of a human being. The Christ. Is that very clear? To give us the last opportunity to live in this intention of his purpose. That's why Jesus' coming is noted as the last kingdom. And when he rose from the dead, we call it the last days began. Why? Because God is no more going to send a man. God has given us all that we need to walk in that intention. It is the finality of time. Did you understand that? It is the finality of what? Time. So that was what Daniel saw. In Daniel chapter 9. You see through Daniel 9, Daniel 11, you see through where Daniel saw a vision of the five kingdoms. He's talking about the five dispensations and he talks about Jesus coming, which is the last kingdom. And he said, for his kingdom shall be no end. Is that very clear? Now, the end of Jesus' <laughs> mission takes us into the resurrection day. Is that very clear? So where we, partnering with him from now into eternity, into eternity, into eternity. So the world has gone on in series of God's redemptive cycles. And now he himself has come in Christ Jesus. So in his return, the earth will be made perfect. And we shall reign with him forever. Is that very clear? Here, we shall receive our rewards. Why the souls we want to create heaven on earth and how we partnered him to create the population for the new earth. Hey, are you getting it now? Ah, Kodaya Jesus. That's it. So our rewards will be the rewards of how we partnered him to populate the new earth. That's why Paul would tell them in 1 Corinthians 15 that abound in the work of the Lord. 
For your labor of love shall not be in vain. Now, do you see why you are here on earth? That's why you're here. So now, if that's why you are here, it is from that same place you speak. <laughs> Everybody knows in this world, I'm using an earthly principle to drive home the divine principle. That when a man speaks, they speak for the reason of the assignment. Anytime you see a man speaking, they are speaking for the reason, the purpose of the assignment. <laughs> That's how God showed us in Genesis 1:3. Let there be light. That's why. You got born again by speaking the light. A light came. Are you here with me? How did you get born again? I receive you, Jesus. Huh? As my Lord and So you spoke the light and you received the light. Now you are living in the light to partner God just like you see in Genesis to divide the waters from the waters <laughs> to keep the work of the light in the day. Ah, are you hearing me? And by that you shall be rewarded. You see the consistency of the Bible. So Christ is man's last opportunity to be enrolled into God's purpose and plan for us together be with him. And then you are. Look at 20. Then God said what? Let the waters what? Abound with an abundance of living creatures. Hey, can you see the understanding? And let birds fly above the earth. Across the face of the firmament of the heavens. Are you getting the point? That's why Matthew will take, we should go into, Mark will tell us to pray to all three Genesis. <laughs> all of this, God said, 
right from the beginning. And he's still speaking them the same in the New Testament. It has not changed. The same. So Matthew 28. You will see that also in Genesis 1, 26 and 27. Are you getting the point? Yeah. 24. Then God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature. According to what? According to? According to? So God wants the earth to be populated according to whose kind? That's why in 26, he will now create man. According to his kind. <laughs> Listen, if you undermine the gospel, you have undermined the very essence of your life. Everything we are seeing, God did what? Send. It is the same gospel God spoke from the beginning. And that's God's word. And he's still speaking it what? Today. Twenty-six. Then God said, "Let us make man in our image, according to our. Let them have dominion over the fish of the, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth." So God spoke and established his purpose for creation. And it stays so till today. So all through the Bible, you see cycles of God speaking through men, his redemption. Using even Israel as a case study. And then they will go back. And then he will speak again. Bring them back. And then they will go again. That is Genesis 1-2. Going back and <laughs> Are you getting it now? Yes. <laughs> and Israel sinned and went into captivity. Yes. Uh huh. Is that very clear? That's it. Yes. So darkness came on the face of the deep. Is that very clear? And then God will redeem them again. Is that? Is that? You, you see that? So we can see that the action of God's spirit is God's word. The action of God's spirit is God's word. God said, let there be light. So when God speaks, his spirit goes into action and performs what he has what? Spoken. So when we speak, 
speak God's word, we give work to God's spirit. And God's spirit goes into action. Wherever you shall see the performance of God's spirit, God's word has gone forth. So wherever you see the fruit, Of God's word, it is because his word propelled his spirit into action. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Is that very clear? Give me Genesis 2 9. I think I made a mistake. I made it Genesis 2 19 when I was going to write 9. So, watch this. And out of the ground, the Lord God made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden. And the tree of the knowledge of war. So we've been introduced to trees. Yeah? Oh, yeah? Okay. So what tree do we see? The tree of... Mm-hmm. Is that very clear? Okay. Very good. So now we see that definitely then the tree of life hmm, is connected with the tree that grows, that is pleasant to the sight and good for, is that very clear? Is that very clear? Okay, we'll see. Let's go to Genesis Genesis 2.17. Oh, 16 to 17. Yeah. Let's go. Everybody go. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, mm -hmm, of every tree of the garden. So now, does it connect to Genesis 2.9? So it makes you see. Is that very clear? Okay? That it is connected to the tree of life. Is that very clear? Okay, good. Continue. Go. But the tree of what? The knowledge of good and evil you shall not. So now Moses in his writing has separated. Do you understand? What should be eating and what should not be eating. Is that very clear? Okay. We all have a clear understanding. Okay. So, right from the beginning, God is showing us through these writings the place of the mouth. <laughs> How we take in God's life 
and give out God's life. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Say words and axes. So, God has shown man right here how to speak. What to feed on. What to take in. So, he also shows us the fruit, the result of it, what it would access. So trees represent a man's life, and the fruit represents the result of it. I've taught on this extensively. So you see Jesus talking by, by their fruit. You shall know them. Claire. Okay, speaking to that. Speaking to a man. It's not speaking about trees. Okay. Who a man is, is what they speak. So at the mouth is what you eat or what you believe. So you're going to see something, Genesis 2.19. And then 20. Look at how Adam will practice and rehearse. <laughs> That's how God is an excellent teacher. Very excellent teacher. So watch it. Everybody go with me. Go. Out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam mm -hmm, to see what he would call them. Did you see that? To see what he would call them. Wow. So he was showing Adam how to do what he does by speaking. Continue. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. Now, listen, this is where for me is very important. Everybody go. So, Adam gave names to all cattle, to the birds of the air, to every beast of the field. This is not your wife. It's referring to what man will need to continue in this practice. Man must not lose sight of the helper. The one in the action of God's words. That makes things happen the way God wants them to happen. That makes a man live in God's purpose. The helper is the Holy Spirit. Is that very clear? 
<laughs> the word used there, if you check through, when you use Psalm 121, is the same word that was used. It's always used in reference to the Holy Spirit. Okay. So he called it just the way God expected him to call it. But let's see how man's words changed. Let's see how man's words changed. Genesis 3 1. Look at the first words of the devil. Notice the first words of the devil. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said, so the serpent, who is the devil, spoke. So God speaks. The devil speaks. And if words gives access and it forms its kind, when you speak God, you will form its kind. When you speak the devil, you will form its kind. Has God indeed said? He quoted what God said. Did you hear that? Hey, are you here? Watch this. You can quote the Bible. And speak like the devil. Because you are not speaking according to his intent and persuasion. He was actually questioning. The validity of God's word. The authenticity of God's word. That's why you can see indeed right there. Has God indeed Said. Has God indeed said? Has God indeed said? Has God indeed what? You shall eat, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Hmm. Is that what God said?
Is that what God said? In order to speak like God, listen well to what God said so you can speak well like he wants you to speak. That is the challenge of Eve. If you don't know what he said, when the devil quotes him to you, you are going to have problems to what to say. And you'll be found culpable. Is that very clear? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden. Next. Next. But the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat, nor shall you touch it. I'll finish here. Lest you die. You see how he ref she referenced God's word. With uncertainty. If you are fumbling. When people talk to you. And you don't know what to say. The devil came through serpent. Now the devil comes through people. So listen to me. Most of the voices that speak to you, the devil speaks through them. You are hearing the voice of man. But the enemy is behind you. Behind it. Speaking to you. If you don't know what to say, you will be deceived. That's the word. And you would access what is opposite God because of what you'll be speaking. Words and access. Do you remember he telling his people when Jesus was about to leave that when they catch them, the Holy Spirit will remind them of what to say. In other words, they must know first what to say. Then the Holy Spirit will remind them. Now, when the Holy Spirit reminds them and they speak, because it is the Spirit, God's action follows. You see this word, touch it. It's a big word. Nor shall you touch it. It's a big word. This is the place where religion Extremists dwell. This is the place. This is called what God, God said. We have to be holy. So when you see those people, they don't talk to anybody. They don't make friends with anybody. 
When they are walking, they don't want their feet to touch the earth. They are living in Eve's place of do not touch it. Do not touch it. Do you see why Revelation says we should not add to it nor take out? We'll continue next week. We'll continue next week. I would expound. They touch it and we'll move into other areas. Have you learned something today? Grace, glorious grace. Grace, glorious grace. At the cross, you called it finished. Thank you for listening to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor, Caris Center International. We believe the word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life. Caris Center International, living heaven on earth.